Nick's watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nick's is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nick's and Grace. Welcome to episode 111 of Like Tara, a Stargate first watch rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace, and today we're going over season 6, episode 1, Redemption Part 1, a.k.a. My name is Jonas. <laughs> my name is Jonas. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, I'm done. Jonas is a puppy dog. Puppy dog. And, uh, like, and that is a serious compliment. Spoilers. I like Jonas. I'm a fan. I this is kind of what I was predicting. <laughs> yeah. So you were right the end of last episode. You yeah. guess we would either see Jonas or McKay, and technically we saw both. Yeah, I, I have to tell you too that uh, at some point boyfriend Jesse was asking me about it. Yeah. Um, and he's like, What do you think? What's gonna happen? I was like, I don't wanna talk about this. I don't wanna guess it. I don't wanna guess it correctly. I'm just gonna let it happen and we'll see how it goes. And to and, be fair, we saw both of them, but only one of them's yeah. name was in the credits when yeah. it came to <laughs> yeah, and so, I was just like, don't talk to me about this anymore. So, so spoiler wording, guess who's going to somehow be... <laughs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> you know, sometimes you wish it was it was one of those shows where it's not like you have to... They could have, like, delayed putting his name in the credits that been, I would have been episodes. okay with that, but, that's, I mean, it's Coronemic, so there might have been some sense that's of, a, like, name goes in credits. Name goes in credits, I'm sure it's all contractual stuff. It's yeah. one of those where it's like, it would have been kind of cool if they could get away for a couple episodes <laughs> of okay. um the Kaylee's, Kaylee is Kaylee's like demanding attention demanding pets so now I'm gonna squish her until she never wants to be near me again <laughs> deal with it so um <laughs> this episode first aired on June 7th 2002 which if I remember correctly is less than a month after the end of season five. Oh, oh, yeah they just went oh instead of we're just transferring to another channel they're like bro we we did a lot to these people yeah. let's not leave them in suspense <laughs> for too long they might have been worried about losing the audience too is what I would have been a little yeah or it's just more I think it was it started off as just one of the summer shows on yeah sci-fi. That's, that's true so. it, there's somehow a lighter feel about it and I don't know if it's because I know they went to sci-fi or not but it does seem to have a different breath to it uh, as you commented when we started watching it the lighting has changed yes the lighting is it just feels like clean water yeah if that makes sense yeah yeah there's something about it but I'm I'm digging it I'm digging it Uh, this was written by Robert C. Cooper it's directed by Martin Wood um, and yes, Cornemic is in the credits. And we also see a few other familiar faces like Tommy Andola, Gary Chalk, David Hewlett, David Hewlett. David Guys, Hewlett. I really love David Hewlett. Um, okay. <laughs> we also love Tony. But. So we start with a mission going very badly. Yeah, I, I, it's very reminiscent of the opening scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Which is funny because I literally <laughs> have in here. <laughs> Jack is injured and newbie's helping him back from the beginning opening scene of Indiana Jones. <laughs> Great Without mind. the jungle. Great mind. Throw me out. I'll throw you the whip. Um, back at the SGC, it's just a quiet morning. Yeah, no big deal. Hammond and Walter. SG1's due back in an uh-huh. hour and 22 minutes. And Hammond has a message for Sam, and they don't have to wait very long to see yeah. SG1 because yeah. Code Red Ta-da, coming in. message. And the best part, my favorite part of this whole thing, is where as the iris is closing, the spear comes yeah. through and lands at Hammond's feet. It is pretty great. And I, I like the way he just stares at it like this is old hat. Yeah, I know. Like it's just his kids playing in the house. I will add the- this to the other spear collections. Yeah, how many times have I told you not to play with the natives in the <laughs> gate room? How many times have I told you there's very expensive equipment in this room and don't play with natives? And Jack, <laughs> and Jack as he limps on by, is just like, next. 
Uh, yeah I, I love that at some point they give us a number because i immediately yeah. think i wonder how many uh-huh. people we've gone through he doesn't even basically get a name i think he does at some point yeah. it doesn't matter because we're never going to see him again red shirt. she was he was red shirt <laughs> shot with a trank dart yeah oh and i did notice there's like some other random med kid come out so yeah. janet has minions now oh janet always has minions that's fair that's fair now we actually get to see her minions. to be fair i'm surprised it usually is like sg1 is why she'll come down yeah yeah. To the room, but you know, she's I guess after after how many eight? Yeah, she's like, it's not going to be one of my guys. But it it's was going to be a red. Time. Yeah, it's it's going to be a red shirt from yeah. SG One. So just somebody else yeah. deal with it. Yeah. Um, and the message for Sam is from from Mia yeah, Hammond got a call from Area Fifty One. It's done. Dun dun dun. And uh, by the way, RDA. There's a reason Jack's leg it, knee is hurt this episode. Because oh. RDA hurt his knee. Oh, well, that sounds about right. <laughs> I feel like he did doing something really cool. Like apparently, at least I don't know. the line that was on that was on the wiki I saw was he like tripped while he was carrying his daughter <laughs> oh, or something. That that's cool. He, it was a dad injury. Oh, he dadded himself. He dadded okay himself with that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and new credits. Oh with, yes, filled with gate porn. Let's let's talk about she- yeah. I wrote Chevron porn. Yeah. Because it really is about it's all the Chevrons locking. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I feel like there's a nod to each of our characters with each of the symbols. Well, we I land do on. know the one. So we, you know, RDAs is up early, and I know Amanda's is over the home symbol. Yeah. I know. Um, I know Chris's is over the symbol for Chulak. Yeah. And I don't, did not, I don't recognize the one for, um, for Cologne, whatever the fuck planet Jonas is up from. Yeah. I don't recognize that one, so that may be his. I don't know. But I do like it. It's, 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 it's yeah. a tiny little detail that, like, it's I really It's a beautiful dig. CG. I do like some Chevron porn. I'm yes, okay with it. Chevron porn's good. <laughs> so we come back, Jonas has taken over Daniel's lab, Daniel's <laughs> office, and he's in love with the Weather Channel and yeah. classical music and grapes. Let's talk about them weather graphics. Can we not? Can we talk about them weather them graphics? Because them hurt my soul. It's like, it is the 2000s, but those graphics are out of like the the, the 90s. They're bad. Uh, Those are the graphics that when I started in TV, I would look at old archives. Yeah. And they were like on on slides, guys. (laughs) That's how old these archives were. That's what those graphics look like. Those graphics hurt my soul. Yeah, it's it's interesting. As someone who spends a lot of time paying attention to weather graphics. Crazy what nature do to graphic. It hurts. (laughs) Like it was, it was great for the times. The thing is, is that I love the fact that of all the stuff, that's the thing we pick up on because, yeah. of course, it is. Well, why wouldn't it be? That's what our lives exactly. are. <laughs> um, also, so apparently, the newbie we just saw was number eight. Actually, number nine, if you count the two hours that one person lasted. <laughs> yeah, you think he was like made it through the gate and then walked back? Was yeah. like, nope, <laughs> nope, fuck this, nope, fuck it, fuck it all. <laughs> so Jonas has been here now for three months. Yeah, um, and Hammond is letting him leave the base for a few hours for the very first time. <laughs> Can you imagine living in a base for th- like you don't get to see the sunlight? No, you you no. just yeah. That's some pretty good constitution. I'm surprised he's not insane. Well, I mean, I, we get the pretty clear idea that Jonas is a very like calm, cool, and collected dude. Yeah, I still think I a little bit, little we'll bit start crazy. crazy, a little bit crazy. Yeah. Um, but they're going to Nevada. Unless it's got like a secret rumor requirement that we don't know about. <laughs> That's <laughs> actually just what Daniel's Daniel's old office is. Yeah, yeah. It's just the rumor requirement. <laughs> found Daniel's secret room. Um, but Jonas knows that in Nevada right now it's clear skies and seventy two degrees, and I'm like, is it January or is that Celsius? Yeah. <laughs> because if yeah, I think Celsius. I think if you translate seventy two degrees Celsius to Fahrenheit, it's something like a 140, 150 degrees, which yeah. also could be completely valid for being Nevada. Yeah, I mean, I've been to <laughs> Vegas in 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 winter, so, in summer, in spring, and uh-huh. fall, and yeah, maybe January. Maybe. Maybe. That's what I'm saying, like 73. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Although those those desert nights, you get snow down there. I know, but he said clear skies, which That's to me true. is daylight. That's fair. I mean, it's... Mm. No, yeah. That's it's winter. It's yeah. definitely winter. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I love Sam's like five hundred channels, and you still love the Weather Channel first. He's like, what weather from all over the planet? Long range forecasting. It's like predicting the future. And Sam's like, there's some, there's some science involved. And I sometimes like to go to my meteorologist friends. No, there's not. No, I'm there's kidding. No science. There's no science involved. 
You're just uh, you're just, you're just guessing. crystal ball of weather. <laughs> weather crystal balls. I will say that, like Jonas, my dad is a big fan of the Weather Channel. Oh yeah, no, I remember watching having the Weather Channel on for hours. And my dad up. would just still will just watch the Weather uh-huh. Channel, and it's like, why is this interesting? <laughs> One, I think it's because he's a farmer. Probably. But two, it's like there's no to annoy us, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So we'd be like, Dad, can we watch actual TV now? Like, no. This is TV. I'm it's watching on this. the television. I'm watching this now. <laughs> uh, my favorite moment in this scene, and you know what? I'm going to be honest, and maybe one of my favorite moments of the episode <laughs> is yeah. just when Jonas is like, how do you... How do how do I know what color to wear between green or blue? And Sam just kind of walks out and you hear a yell from the hallway. We call each other every morning. Yeah. You know, like like anchors. And th- like television anchors. So, two of the anchors that we work with uh-huh. have regularly posted on Twitter and Instagram about how thing. they coordinate each morning because they text and call each other. What color are you wearing? I mean, it's very important not to clash on TV. Exactly. And for people to think you like each other and somehow that makes a difference. Exactly. <laughs> so they, uh, that's that's a thing. Yeah. Sometimes they do call each it's other. It's a weird sense of intimacy that like your coworker knows your entire wardrobe. Yeah. Basically. I mean, to be fair... <laughs> Uh, Grace and I have inadvertently were in the same thing yeah. to work before, and, and we, we don't even call each other. No, we have actually one of our managers who we both love dearly. Her yeah. and I have worn the exact same dress yeah, yeah, multiple yeah. times yeah. on the same day. <laughs> <laughs> and then we take pictures because we're dorks. <laughs> yeah, we are. So in Area 51, the boys go straight to the pretty new shiny craft mm. in the hangar, and it's the new X-302. And before anything is said, Jack's like, nope, 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 It's that Muppet, the yips. Yep, 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 Nope, 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 He is not going to test fly this fucker. Yeah. He's like, remember that time that Tilk and I were stuck and then we just almost died, but then we didn't die because Asgard? Yeah. The end. And then, but Sam does point out that this isn't just a modified glider like the X301 was. Mm-hmm. This is like completely human built. Yeah. And Jack's like, so was the Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> Which is true. It's completely true. Which is true. Meanwhile, Teal'c is just- Also, what's that balloon? That the same thing happened with the balloon that went down? The Hindenburg? The Hindenburg. Yeah. That was all human That made. was human too. So many human But my made. favorite, how Teal'c is just caressing the ship. Yeah. And like they talk to Teal'c and Teal'c's like, yeah, 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 but the ship. He's a ship whisperer. He is. Yeah. He's like, tell me shit. That doesn't surprise me What at is all, your though. real name? <laughs> <laughs> it's, and he goes, Abby does one. Yeah. He's um, like, hi, Susan. That's a pretty name. <laughs> My name is Glados. Yeah. By yes. the way, the cake is a lie. Yeah. Oh, sad, sad cake. <laughs> well, they go eat cake later. Well, they do eat. They only get to eat the cake later in the episode. No. <laughs> so, cool, con- fun fact: this glider has four different engines, including air jets, <laughs> aero spikes for high altitude. It's a four-core processor. <laughs> four-core processor. Ship. Uh, a rocket booster and a hyperspace window drive, which not even death gliders have that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's uh, yeah. Also, it's got cup holders. Yes. And <laughs> or as I call them, yarn holders. <laughs> that works too. <laughs> Mine are called phone holders. Yeah. It's like, this is where phone live. Uh-huh. Phone live here. Phone live there. <laughs> so apparently the Nequadria was the key to making the hyperspace drive compact enough to carry on such a small ship. Mm-hmm. And like, this could be the first human-made craft capable of interstellar travel. I've decided that one of the writers really likes four. Uh-huh. Because quad. Yep. Isn't that Quadria? And then there's four engine in this uh-huh. thing. Someone is obsessed with the number four. Well. I see a Stephen King movie coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> so in... In Hammond's office, uh, Colonel Chekhov is pissed. Yeah. Uh, Jack is about to walk in, sees who's in there, he's like, tries nope, to go in nope, nope. And Hammond's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, you get in here. Yeah, you're part I'm of this. I'm not going to have to suffer alone. You, you do this now. Um, and uh, Chekhov wants a Russian officer on SG-1. Oh, he wants the yeah. fourth person to be Russian. Of course he does. And Jack's exact line is, over my rotting corpse, sir. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, oh, sorry, did I say that out loud? Oh, that was I, that was inside voice, brain, <laughs> inside brain voice. Said um, brain voice. He's like, look, I'll give it, I'll give it, you know, good thought, but I'm pretty sure the answer will still be bite me. Yeah, that's a lot like when your mom says, we'll see. Uh-huh. It's like, no, he's well seeing you. Yeah, you, we'll you may see, not we'll know this about that. American custom, but that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's how you translate we'll see to no. 
Yeah, means no. And Chekhov leaves. Uh, Jack doesn't really, he does at least apologize to Hammond. He's like, <laughs> I didn't mean to disrespect you. And, and Hammond's like, yeah, well, I should have reprimanded you in front of him. But basically, you said everything I wanted to say. And yeah. Couldn't, so. No, bro, we're on the same page. Yeah, I just can't say that. You're fine. Because you're reasons. Fine. Um, Jack's like, you know, who says that SG-1 has to have four people on it? <laughs> and then that's when Hammond schools him. He does. He's like, no, no, no. You're okay. You're getting a little too comfortable. That's not what I said. I said no Russians. <laughs> also, you're kind of dumb. Yeah. He goes, look, you know, no one says you need four people, but Daniel was super valuable. He had a very significant and important viewpoint. It's important enough to replace. And the patience on you finding a replacement is wearing real thin. Yeah. He goes, you're off mission duty until your knee heals. So while before you get back on duty, you you need to find a replacement. He's like, Jack, you have the diplomatic dumps. <laughs> you need someone who don't have diplomatic dumps. You need someone who can, like, who, who has... Talk people good. Yeah. <laughs> your diplomacy skills are not good. Yeah. You are going to continually roll a one or a two on your diplomacy <laughs> rolls. Yeah. You, you have need no modifiers. someone who has a better score in diplomacy than you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, by the way, I have He's basically looked, a barbarian. I have looked into getting the Stargate role-playing game. I am okay with that. I am okay to start my DM career with a Stargate I feel like that'd game. be really fun to put on the Patreon. Let's do this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was actually considering finding a way to get us... This is all happening live on the air. Uh-huh. It's like a girls-only yeah. r- uh, room. Uh-huh. Maybe get friend Amanda. Uh-huh. Maybe get a couple of others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Do Stargate. The Stargate. Just theme. record them all and just be on the Patreon feed. <laughs> um, done. Would anyone else be interested yeah. in this? <laughs> okay. Um So anyway, in Sam's lab, Jonas walks in. He wants to thank Sam for taking him to see the X-302. And Sam's like, um, I mean, Hammond kind of ordered me to. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm glad to see Naquadria is going to good use. Can I, we see yeah. the plans for those? I love how... How he's just unbroken in his he's, charm. He is. He's just like, I'm just going to smile my dashing smile at you forever and this ever. This is why he's like a puppy dog. Yeah. It's like, you can't beat me down. No. Yeah. <laughs> I will continue to wag my tail and be happy yeah. because I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. I'm just happy in life. Happy to exist. Exactly. <laughs> so and she's like, yeah, Hammond said that you can have anything you want in regards to the Quadria since that's completely your doing. I mean, it's, I don't know if any of this will mean anything to you because you don't really understand earth like science and engineering and stuff he's like well can i get a reading list for that yeah because because as he goes to leave he turns back and he's like he goes look i mean i'm i'm as qualified and as physically capable of anyone on this base and i've already he says as i look directly at his like <laughs> guns and i'm like yeah you yeah, are you are all of a sudden his shirt got tighter for no reason <laughs> I, I don't know if I just noticed it or if it actually did. And I was yeah. like, I feel feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but he's right. He, he's, he is. He's physically able. He's he's basically already memorized all of Daniel's work because apparently, according to Janet, he has the ability to conveniently learn much quicker than humans. Yeah. <laughs> which is a bit of a convenient thing he's, to happen you know, in this character. Mary Puppins. Yeah. He's slightly better than most humans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and, Sam's, and, and Sam is empathizes she's like look i i get all of that and i he's like i want to i want to join sg1 i want to explore i want to discover i want to help get rid of the ghoul because i can't stay inside this base forever right and i can't go back to my own planet and i want to help like i want to finish with daniel started and she's like look i really i get all that and i understand that but you have to understand you're never going to be a part of sg1 yeah that's mean She's so cold to him there. She is. Um, and he just smiles and salutes yeah, and walks that off. That big, bright, uh, million watt uh-huh. smile. Yeah. He's like, I'm okay with that. Uh-huh. You just wait. I will wear you down. Basically. <laughs> he's like, I will kill you with kindness. Yeah, I will ask again I'm later. I'm going to charm the shit out uh-huh. of you. And, you know, as cold as this is, I kind of see... 
yes, Sam to some degree is just being honest and telling mm-hmm. him the truth, but also she just lost her friend. Yes. And she's like, well, what if I've grown to like this person and then we lose this person yeah. too? No, none of these things can happen. <laughs> yeah. None of the things. Shut it all down. I mean, it's pretty clear at this point. Jonas just basically permanently rolls 20s in charm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like a permanent. He's pretty dashing. His D20 is just 20s. (laughs) So in the gym, the scene is awesome. It's Tilk and Jonas boxing. (laughs) Yes. And like Jonas goes down time after like every hit. Also, Tilk is just kind of like hanging out. Not even trying. It's just like a Jonas is like padded up (laughs) is the Michelin man. Uh (laughs) Well, I mean, to be fair, anyone should be when boxing Tilk. Yeah. Yeah. Even Jack was. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Tilk does not understand. The only person who doesn't need to be, like, Michelin manned would be Braytac. That's fair. Because <laughs> he would just knock him out as yeah. well. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just, he goes down every hit he goes down yeah. with. And, and Tilk's like, you know, look... To be honest, he goes, Jack's not going to trust you right now because he does inside, whether he realizes or not, holds Jonas responsible for what happened to Daniel. Mm -hmm. And and Jonas also has a valid point of, but how can he grow to trust me if he doesn't give me a chance? Right. By the way, Teal's shirt says the boxing bears. Oh, thank God. And I would love to know if that's an in-world or real-world reference. Completely distracted by the shirt the entire time. (laughs) Also, I want one. Yes, I do too. (laughs) Um, But Jonas does have a plan. He goes, look, if I can knock you down... You have to talk to Jack for yeah. me. If I can move the moon to the other side. Here's my question. Does he knock Teal'c down? Because Teal'c does then talk to Jack the I next think scene. if he does, Teal'c took a fall. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, you knocked me down. Uh-huh. Now I'll be on your side. But yeah, that's. I love how they just leave that hanging. You know, like how how like a, a dad lion will pretend yeah. to be hurt uh-huh. when the baby lion bites him yeah. to encourage him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically what Teal'c did. Uh, that's he's what I'm like, thinking. oh, I'm down. You got me. <laughs> Good job. Keep going, buddy. <laughs> Maybe so, not as patronizing, but definitely something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Jack is looking through files when Teal'c sits down with just a small snack. Yeah. Just a... <laughs> you know, a small <laughs> snack for 20 people. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine Teal'c would eat like this. Yeah. I can imagine Chris Judge would eat like this. Well, as big as he is and as built they as burn he through is, calories. he eats all the calories exactly. all the time. Yeah. Um, and... He's like, Jesse likes to tell me the story of a friend of his who was a, a, a bodybuilder, weightlifter, and they went to the movies, a big group of them, and the man just pulled out a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and just, it, just, a chicken. Just eating chicken. <laughs> hanging out in the movies. Little chicken snack. <laughs> That's all. Um, so so immediately, Tioka's like, well, have you considered Jonas? <laughs> And and Jack's like, look, I know you've been practicing, but like, are you joking? <laughs> I feel like my answer to that would have been, for what? <laughs> and, huh? then, and then Jack's like, yes, but he's an alien. Uh, uh, finish that sentence yep. in front of the big, strong, burly alien. Alien. And Tilk's like, you, eyebrow? Yeah. Do you think Tilk would be into paleo now? Or do you think, like, what would be his mm. diet now? It's a good question because I feel like I wonder what what someone like that would eat in you know in this in this current state. I can imagine he'd be something like paleo, but not specifically paleo. Just like I eat basic food. Yeah, you know, what I mean? eat all the basic things. Yeah, Meats. no refined foods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, um, but yeah, he and Teal's like, look, you learned to trust me. Mm-hmm. This is no different. Yeah, you know, he's an alien to Earth, but he's vowed to commit himself to the Tal'ri cause. Right, and if anyone, I mean, he has no more home to go back to. So really, he's exactly. in a similar place that Teal'c was. Yeah, and Teal'c became extremely valuable. And and Jack agrees to all of this, and all of that might be completely valid and true, but that still doesn't mean that Jack wants him watching his back in battle. Yeah. And they're saved from the rest of this awkward conversation by an unscheduled incoming traveler. Ta-da! It's Braytag! <laughs> but he has bad news. Um, but I will say that um, I do like Jack's line. 
Yeah. They, I mean, they do need someone to offset their coolness. They do. <laughs> yeah. They do they, need a big old social, nerd. Social, political nerd to offset their coolness. <laughs> it's like, right. That's that's exactly the word I would use all the time. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> but um, Braytex News is Dreyak is super ill. Mm-hmm. And Hammond doesn't even have to, like, he's like, just go. Don't, Don't even, even ask, ask me. Don't even yeah. look at me. Just go. So on the elevator later, Jonas is like to Sam going, I didn't even know Teal had a wife. And Sam's like, yeah, and, and a son. And there's some history. Uh, and it's super hard on him to be away from them from so much. But he's not, he doesn't show up much because he's not really like an open book. I don't know if you noticed this, but Teal's not exactly a touchy-feely guy. Although I will say, we get, I think, the most emotional Teal we've ever seen in this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Later on. Um, and Jonas is usually really good at reading people. For example, <laughs> yeah. he knows that Chekhov, who's marching towards them right now about the X-302, is actually super upset. Good job, buddy. You're my you're my favorite right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's also holding a book I would like to read called Black Holes and Quarks. <laughs> nice. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> um, also somewhere in here, I believe, is the Martin Wood cameo. It was quick oh, yeah. as they're getting out of the elevator. I wasn't paying attention to anything but Jonas. I will say that I wish I could channel Jonas's ability to read books that quickly. As I trudge my way through statistics, uh, please. So please can, I, can I just say it was a very people on on the Twitter on the Twitter feed were very curious to see if you would take to Jonas and how quick you would take to Jonas quickly after. And I I had mentioned I have a hunch it'll be. Quickly. Here's the thing: is I don't I can't tell if he's my rebound. <laughs> <laughs> or if I really love Jonas, but I think I really love Jonas. I will say that for when I was watching this, I was like, I was kept my guard up. I was like, I like you, Jonas, but oh, like I was like, please, please come be charming. We need more, <laughs> more like you, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, he, especially after losing Daniel, and he's he's got a different type of like lightheartedness he that does. Daniel didn't really he carry does. because Daniel had all this history. He has more of like the. Some some Jack mixed in there. Yeah, well, Daniel carried a lot of baggage with him. Yes, and 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 for perfectly good reasons. He yes. just he had this wife, this this thing with his parents dying mm-hmm. when he was little, and Jonas. Although he's not in his homeland, and he knows, and he why, has that he has the he I has just the lost Daniel my planet. baggage. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a different type of lightness to who yes. he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So they take this this debate, the X-302 debate, into Hammond's office because Chekhov is just pissed about not knowing about the 302 until now. And again, saved by an incoming wormhole. And Hammond's like, I will be anywhere but here. <laughs> Gotta go. Bye. In the control room, there is no IDC. There's no signal at all. Nothing. Nothing in deep space. Hmm. No radio signal. Nothing, which is weird since you can't keep a, work, a, a wormhole open unless yeah. you're sending something through the event horizon. Hammond wants to figure it out. And for now, he's going to call the president. Yeah. So on Chulak, conditions are harsh, but safe. Yeah. Um, but apparently Earth has built some new outposts where the Jafar would be welcome. Um, and apparently, um, like, Dreyak didn't even want Braytac to tell Teal'c at all that she was sick. Wow. Um, and she's refused a new symbiote, which is why she was ill. She, yeah, she's done. She's, she's gone. Her immune system was gone because well, she, she wouldn't accept a new one. Yeah. Because Damn. apparently as the Jafar started to rise up on the fringes... Mm-hmm. You know this this uprising. The the ghoul don't trust the Jaffa priests and stuff anymore with symbiotes as much. They'd rather eat them instead. Right. And as we saw last oh, season, yeah. And apparently, um, Ryak then comes out of the tent with tears on his face, and he's pissed at Teal'c um, because Dreyak has passed. Dreyak yeah. has died. Uh, can can we stop killing people? <laughs> Be really nice to stop killing people. And uh, and and Ryak says it's because of Teal'c. So back at the SGC um, in the briefing room, they're still trying to figure out what the weird wormhole with no signal means. Um, uh, yeah, it means someone's trying to distract you. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what they and that's yeah. what they, they come to really. Um, you know, they're pretty sure someone's dialed in, but don't worry. Normally, the gate shuts down, mm-hmm. and thirty-eight minutes is the max. And, sh- and Sam is at the computer to automatically dial the office site as soon as the wormhole shuts off. So then they'll have some time to figure it out. But the clock passes thirty-eight minutes. Yeah, and then keeps ticking. Yeah, they got Shit a hit in the van. problem. Yeah. Um, this is where I wrote blah blah gate broken. Yep. Uh, Teal's wife <laughs> exclamation point broken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
She, you can tell where my head is during this episode. She is unrepairable. Yeah, she she way broken. Um, so when Chulak, Teal'c's heads into the tent and confirms, yes, Drayak has passed, and we get Teal'c emotions all over the screen. Yeah. Um, and man, while conditions are rough on the planet with the Jaffa, like, the Jaffa have never been candle poor. Like, mm-hmm. the Jaffa are rich in candles. Oh, that's, that's, if there's one thing they do, maybe that's what they do when they're stressed. They're like, make more candles. Yeah, that's their stress relief. More stressor candles. Like, how do tents not burn down? Yeah. From Magic. candles. <laughs> they're all candle retardant. Because does every tent have, like, a hundred candles inside? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Teal's- well, the, I don't know if you know this, but if you look closely, all the tents are made of candle. <laughs> <laughs> there is a tent of candles. Is- I will say that I, I do like the funeral that we... Oh, my gosh. I want to go out in a funeral pile yep. so badly when yep. I die. Yep. I'm okay with that. Either a funeral t- pile on land or a funeral pile pyre out in, in on the water. Either put, one. Put some dragon eggs in there. Exactly. All of the day. Um, so then <laughs> Teal heads out into the woods and finds Ryak. Mm. He's grown. He's grown a lot since last week. Yeah. Time. I mean, it's been like no, three years. Do we years. know this actor? Because he has the a same face. actor. Is it the same kid? Same kid. Holy moly. All yeah. right. Same kid. Um, it's, it's another, it's like the Harry Potter stuff. Like they picked a right. kid young that's just continues just to be stay. a good actor. Yeah. That's um, awesome. And he's pissed. He's like grief stricken pissed. Yeah. Um, he wonders how long they should have to live like this and if they have to die like this as well, because as long as they carry symbiotes, they're gonna depend on the gould for their lives. That's true. And Teal'c is determined. He's like, look, we'll find a way to be free. And Ryak stands up and he just gets more pissed because his mother's never gonna know this magical freedom that Teal keeps talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, because Teal chose this for them, he says. Right. Damn. And then he points a staff weapon at Teal'c. Because as a warrior, he wants to avenge her death. And um, Teal'c's like, look, everything I've done so far, like everything I've done in my life has been for you. Mm-hmm. And Ryak's like, I don't see any of this shit. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're the worst. My mom's dead. Uh-huh. Basically. Yeah. It, it's, it's completely valid. Yeah. And um, and and Teal'c, what, I mean, again, valid from the grief. Well, feelings, out, he's, exactly. feelings are feelings. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, they're not facts, valid. but that's yeah. absolutely. And, yeah. and Braytech points that out later in the episode as well. Yeah. Le- yeah. Let me. Yeah. Let me know when we get to Braytech. Oh, we will. <laughs> Badassery. Oh, yeah, we will. But um, Teal'c is like, fine, fire. Yeah. And instead, Ryak just hits him across the face a few times. Yeah. And Teal sits there and takes the beating that his son gives yeah, him because he prove, just has to get it out. Just to prove a little more of how, how fucking tough Teal Yeah. Is. He's like, just hit me in the face a couple times. Uh-huh. All right, we're good? Yeah. All right, glad okay. you feel better. Get out. So in the control room, there's some weird power fluctuations in the internal flux capacitors. <laughs> and uh, and Sam and I forget his name, poke and look at the readings and mm-hmm. poke around. And there's these weird blips. Shit's and happening. The bleeps and the bloops. And the, are, uh, ah, the panic. Are, there's cats and dogs living together. Are in a distinct pattern. It's subtle, but they're there. <laughs> so back in the forest, Ryak is is wanting Teal'c to fight back. Mm-hmm. Or do you not consider me a worthy opponent? And that's when Braytech shows up and is like, bitch. Let me show you the ways of badass deadery. <laughs> First of all, be glad he doesn't consider you an equal yeah. warrior because he would snap your neck in half, young done. Padawan. You'd be done with life, <laughs> <laughs> youngling. And, and he tries defending Teal'c, um, but no, Teal'c's like, look, Ryak's right. I have failed him. Yeah. And Braytek continues and sort of like talks Ryak down for passing judgment on a battle that Ryak's never fought in before. Oh, yeah. This is all true. He, he He's like, you haven't seen what's going on out there. It's like, he basically goes, listen, you snot-nosed kid. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you speak of things that you know not. Yeah. And and he, I love this line. He goes, fighting a war that seems unwinnable does not make the cause less noble. Yeah. That's a good line. And Ryak just, like, humph and storms off. Yeah, well, because he's still a teenager. He's still a teenager. It's like, and no phones. <laughs> Put your phone away. So You're back, grounded. Back in the control room, there's an energy buildup happening. And while the iris is holding for now, it is not good because the iris is slowing the incoming energy that's coming, but it's not stopping it. And the gate is literally one giant superconductor that absorbs energy. And eventually, it's going to absorb and more energy that can handle 
and it's literally made of naquita. It's gonna be bad. It's just gonna become a Stargate bomb. Shit gonna be bad. That and it could be as soon as a few days. And if the Naquita Stargate bomb goes off, it's gonna basically take out all of Colorado. Yeah. And the affecting results would wipe out all life on the face of the earth. Yeah. Scott, it's, it's I'm gonna stick with it's gonna be bad. Oh, and they have no idea how to stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Looks good. <laughs> so back on Chulak, it's time for Dreyak's funeral pyre. Mm-hmm. And Teal'c starts to go follow Ryak, but Braytek stops him. He's like, go let, go let the kid mourn. And Braytek assures him that he's like, look, he doesn't believe all the stuff that he's saying. Because yeah. Dreyak wouldn't allow him to, like, yeah. she knew uh, what was going on. Do you trust your wife enough to know that yeah. she schooled your kid in the proper, in, in what's right and what's wrong? Yeah, and, but apparently, and... and what Teal doesn't know until now is that since Apophis brainwashed Ryak, he's been believing that his mind is weak. He oh. doesn't think his mind is yeah. strong anymore. Yeah. And uh, that shakes Teal. Um, yeah, the kid basically is carrying a bunch of self-doubt. Yeah, Teal is like, you know, or Braytek's like, look, you were the same way when your father died. Mm-hmm. Like, your your desire for vengeance is what gave you strength. You know, Ryak is pointing his malice at Teal because he thinks that Teal doubts him as much as he doubts himself. Yeah. And it's because Teal, as his father, has never told him otherwise. Yeah. During this time is when I think... When did Braytek get a degree in in, in, in psychology? In psychology? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's been around for a few years. I believe by like the 150th year, you, you just, just get an honorary yeah, you psychology You understand degree. how brains work, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get an honorary psychology degree. You understand how relationships with dads and sons work. Oh, yeah. Which makes me go, did, is Braytek a dad? I feel like... He's 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 like one of those teachers that like never has kids because all, all the students, students all are kids. his sons. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be it. Um, and so eventually, Teal does go to Raya. Either that, or he lost everyone at a very young point, that's, like his wife yeah. and his kids and all that. Because um, what fuels him? Exactly. And so maybe it's that. <gasps> oh, Braytech backstory. Bra- oh. <laughs> Hey, maybe that'll be a different origin series. Maybe that'll be a D&D campaign where I write one. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> um, so Teal goes to Ryak at the steps of the Stargate and tells him the story of how he was brainwashed by Apophis. Mm. And, you know, whenever Ryak, like, whatever Ryak thinks of Teal, it hasn't changed. Like, Teal has never doubted Ryak's heart. Mm-hmm. And he and Ryak doesn't have to win back Teal'c's trust because he never lost it. Right. And then oh. embrace and cute father-son moment. Yeah. I love you too, Dad. And then the sitcom wraps. Whatever happened to predictability. Okay, I'm dead. I could. I just now my head has fuzzy feelings. Now my head has a Stargate Full House, Fuller House crossover. Oh, that's that's interesting. It's very strange. Can uh, Stephanie start dating Jonas Quinn? Uh, that's probably happened. That's that's. I can see that. That's that might have actually happened. <laughs> although although I think DJ's more the right age, but they no, were. No, but just their per- I want. I like their personalities yeah. together. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. Um. So in the hallway at the SGC. Um, they do some more explaining for us. We have a little walk and talky thing. Um, some techno babble about how they can't cut the power to the gate since it draws power from an off world source. We're being attacked by <laughs> shitty gambit. Yeah. Someone is literally throwing cards at us and they're they're hitting us. A, a bartender. We'll make Nick. us drinks. <laughs> yeah. Bartender Nick. It's past noon. It is technically past noon. Okay, we want drinks. <laughs> okay, let's keep this moving. Alrighty, so they can't cut the power to the gate because the gate draws its power when the when the wormhole is going on from off the off world, the originator planet, mm-hmm. and um, with the power on, this way Sam can still monitor the gate. That's true. And Siler says they can't use the Russian gate because, uh, you know, as we know, yeah. they can't dial out with the incoming wormhole. Blah blah blah. And then Jonas just kind of wanders. It's like, what's going on here, guys? I'm just gonna listen to things like a little puppy. Uh huh. Little tail shaking. 
So in the control room, Sam is wondering how to drain the capacitor somehow in some way to cycle the system. And in walks McKay. Oh, fart face scientist. Saying Sam is still sexy as ever. Blech. And the Pentagon has pulled him from Russia to help out. That's that's my feeling towards McKay. <laughs> That's how I feel about him. Most days I want to punch him in the face a little. We'll see if that continues. Oh, Um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You can love hate people. You can love hate people. (laughs) Um, And and Sam's like, I don't want your help ever. (laughs) Never touch me. Or just to look at your face. I don't want to hear your name again. Ugh. And, and McKay's like, fine, I'll go grab a coffee and a donut and I'll wait for the Big Bang. <laughs> um, and considering that uh, McKay is Canadian, I'm assuming that's from Timmy Hortons. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to Duncan for Because that, Timmy's. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Um, and then uh, Sam gets a call. And in Hammond's office, they're debating with Chekhov the broken cargo ship and how useless the Protected Planet Treaty is when you can't actually contact the Asgard for anything. Mm-hmm. And Sam comes in and goes, look, they uh, they got the 302 ready early, a couple weeks early, since yeah. there's some need for it. And it hasn't really been tested, but it can be ready in six hours to go. Yep. Um, and really, this is the last chance we have to contact the Asgard. And it's the only possible, like... Only base, it's our only plan at this Guys, point. It's time to play Top Gun. <laughs> Let's go. Highway <laughs> to the Danger Zone. Lana! <clears throat> Lana. I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Danger Zone. <laughs> um, Top Gun is my favorite movie growing up. It's a pretty good movie. And I wanted to be a Top Gun pilot. <laughs> the problem is, is I wanted to be in the Air Force. <laughs> That's not how that works, right? But you couldn't convince five-year-old Nixie uh-huh. that Top Gun is not part of the Air Force <laughs> because they were planes. Yeah. And duh, right. the Navy is boats. So right. clearly... Can't be the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I was obsessed with that film. And then it wasn't until, like, I don't know, years later... I, I mean, this could be like 12. And I yeah. was like, oh, DVD of Top Gun was one of our first DVDs. Pop it in there. And I was like, did we get a new copy of this movie? Because there's a sex scene in Because there's scenes I've never seen before. And of course, like young Nixie never put two and two together at that the same point every time we watch the film. Oh, you should. I think you have to go brush your teeth now. Yeah. And not, not watch your, the sex scene that I don't want to explain to you. Probably go put your pajamas on. <laughs> we used to have our local, um, our local TV anchors would go up on the planes every air show with like uh, the Blue Angels uh-huh. um, and every time they'd vomit so I was like well I never wanted to do that because people just vomit up there. Oh I would I would <laughs> go in a heartbeat. Highway <laughs> to the danger zone. See I can't hear that without just thinking of Archer. <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah that's that's, that's appropriate. <laughs> Um, so anyway, Sam, um, Sam would like to volunteer for tribute and Jack will go to because his knee is totally doesn't hurt at all. And I've only been massaging it this entire yeah, scene yeah. because for show it's, I can't even feel it. Also, it's totally the, fine. the suits look super cool. Please super let me cool. out of this office with yeah. Chekhov because uh-huh. I hate him. I never want to be here again. <laughs> so a chip, la- a, sh- a chip, a chip. a chip lands on Shulak. Uh-huh. Um, a chip lands on Shulak. And it's (laughs) Shakrell, who's an old friend of Teal'c's. And he was originally bringing word to Braytac to try to get word to Teal'c on Earth that the uh, Tari and Danger are under attack from Anubis. It's like, Brock, can you sit still for five seconds? Because I've been trying to get a hold of you. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) You need a cell phone. Yeah. I can't call every house. Answer your pages. (laughs) I page 911. Okay. So in Area 51, uh, Sam and Jack are in fancy flight suits. And are ready. Yeah, they're flying squirrels. They're they basically look like the suits that you wear when you go into those wind tunnel things. Yeah, uh-huh. Or or the suits, the Velcro suits mm, from yeah. the old bouncy machine thing. Yes. Where you would jump and like stick to a wall. Uh-huh. Those are fun. Can we yeah. do that? Please. That'd be awesome. Um and so they're gonna head to Abydos, and it's the closest planet with a Stargate. Mm-hmm. Um and there is like basically nothing on the ship has been tested before. Yeah, like have fun. This thing has not even, even the cup holder. This thing hasn't even left the ground, yeah. let alone gone to hyperspace. Yeah, um, it's got zero point zero miles yeah. straight. They uh-huh. haven't even peeled all the stickers off of no, it. No, <laughs> the wheels haven't moved yet. Like yeah. even if the wheels work. Yeah, like and and Sam because like I don't really have a point in pointing this out, but if we can't contact the Asgard, like they 
even if we can, like they might not be able to help. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying this, but I'm saying it. Um, I don't feel good about this, but I want to be the only one. I don't want to be the only one that doesn't feel good about this. So I'm going to share it with you guys. And Jonas is still just wandering around the base. Uh, he's like, where'd everybody go? In a room filled with scientists. Where are all my friends at? And he passes Hammond telling McKay and that, that he's missing the points in all this. And Jonas is like, can I have a minute? Um, and Hammond's like, look, I don't really have time for yeah. this because Sam and Jack are about to launch. Yeah. Just like, I know but that's, that's the thing I want to tell you about. Yeah. Um, I know a thing here. It's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I've read all the research and the specs and I've become really smart on this because I've read it all mm-hmm. and it's not going to work. Why doesn't anybody ask the super smart guy things before they do things? Which is apparently exactly what McKay's been trying to say mm-hmm. that it's not going to work. Yeah, but McKay's an asshole. This is so true. <laughs> so who's going to listen to McKay? Yeah. And um, Jonas is like, look, with the instability of the Nequadria, it increased, the, it, the instability increases exponentially as you attempt to extract energy out of it mm-hmm. it sounds a little bit like the um um nope anyways <laughs> doesn't happen and there's the thing and it escaped my brain um it'll come back at some point it will yeah and um heisenberg uncertainty principle that's what i was thinking of and then Yay. mckay just throw that out there and mckay looks at jonas's notebook and apparently it's even worse than mckay had assumed which is a lot considering mckay usually thinks of the worst possible scenario oh yeah ever. he just lives in negative town oh yeah Welcome to Eorville. <laughs> Population, Population McKay. McKay. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, in some oh, cases... bother. In some cases, Eeyore might be upbeat compared yeah. to McKay. <laughs> oh, damn. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Um, I do love the introductions that take place here. Yeah. <laughs> McKay. Scientist. Scientist Earth. Earth. Uh, I feel like that's how I'm going to introduce myself to all people from now on. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just going to go Grace. I don't know. I'm going to make up a title, though. Yeah. Like, not scientists and not artists yeah but maybe just like i don't know puppy petter puppy petter earth yeah that works <laughs> dog petter earth <laughs> um and uh so mckay's like yeah but i none of this matter like this isn't a test mm-hmm. he's like if the x302 fails then the planet's toast it yeah. doesn't it doesn't really matter if you have an actual suggestion on how to help this crisis. That's one thing. But if you're just trying to throw some negativity out here, there's not any good that that's going to do because this is our only hope. So you can right. get your ass downstairs and cross your fingers. <laughs> and and he leaves. And, and Jonas is like, uh, huh? But, but and then McKay explains crossing fingers to Jonas. Oh, right. And McKay's like, I know it's ridiculous, huh? Yeah. Those dumb things. Which pays off. In about five minutes. Also, I want, I want yes. a side story where uh, McKay and Jonas go out on the town <laughs> to pick up some. Li- Here's why. Here's why. Because Jonas is the bait. Yes. He and is. then McKay reels him in because he's the talker. And and it's like Jonas just smile. Don't say anything <laughs> to let on that you're an alien. Don't let on. It's kind of like Encino Man. <laughs> Except instead of a caveman, he's an alien man. But I think this could really work. I think this could, you know, everybody's got to have like the slightly less pretty Uh sidekick Uh guy that does all the talking. Uh That's what he is. Okay. I'm for it. (laughs) That's being an amazing thing. Um, And so Jack and Sam taxi on the runway at Area 51, running through their checklists. And sadly, no, Jack, there are not any phasers. Oh, that is really sad. Everyone else is watching in the control room. And Hammond tells Sam about Jonas' concerns. Not McKay's concerns. Yeah. Jonas's concerns. Yeah. And she's like, no, everything's going to be fine. I trust the simulations implicably. And, you know, they continue their final prep. They're ready to go. And they take off. I will say that this is the first time I noticed that the ship was called the Abydos one. I think it's the first time they said that. Okay. It's just like the call sign, yeah. Yeah, and it made me real sad because Abydos is where Daniel met Sharae. It is. That's where they're going right now, and too, And that's though. who they... But I feel like it was dedicated to Daniel. Maybe, Maybe it's it was. not, but that's what I've decided. Um, and so they climb, they approach Mach 2, then approach Mach 3, and we just get a lot of beauty shots of them flying. Like, mm-hmm. this is fully the Top Gun area of the show. And on Shulak, they can't dial Earth. Yeah. Wah, wah. That's no good. And Shakril says that Anubis has this new weapon that can use one Stargate to destroy another. 
One Stargate to destroy them all. One okay. is the loneliest <laughs> number that you'll ever know. Well, it's, it's one ring to rule them all. Yeah, it is. Except the ring is a Stargate. Well, it's a ring it's shape. the same thing. The end. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so they don't know which planet the weapon is originating from, but Anubis, while he has a ton of power, he only controls a few planets. Mm-hmm. So if they can't contact one of those planets, process of that's elimination yeah. means that that's the one. And Praetor's like, I just hope that I remember all the planets that he controls. <laughs> Ta-da! Because <laughs> I forgot my address book and yeah. my other cloak. Fuck, I forgot my what planets does, <laughs> does what's-his-face control. Um, and so they're back at the ship. They're preparing for the rocket engine burn mm-hmm. to get through the atmosphere, um, which works fine. Yeah. Um, it, so far, nothing's blown up. So far, so good. And now Sam is entering the coordinates into the hyperspace generator. It's like, how do you sneakily launch something into space? Wouldn't people in Colorado have seen some? Or I guess they're in, I guess they are in Area 51. They're in Area 51, but at the same time, that's not launching in a way I like a rocket launch. I guess it is just like launch. a ship. It's just yeah, a stealth. It's not like a, it's like it's, a stealth bomber. It's not like the freaking Falcon Heavy that's about to yeah. launch off. It's going to be, yeah. you know. Or people are going to be like, did you see that? Because yeah. I, I saw that. There's a thing. There's a thing that just happened. It's a weather, That's fair. It's a, it's a weather balloon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Hammond tells him Godspeed, and Jonas crosses Aww. his fingers. Aww. Did you catch that? Bad pun. Did you catch yes, it? Yes, I did. It's like, it's, it's like the X-Files. The grown. He's basically warding off vampires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so, by the way, Godspeed yeah. is a phrase from um, Middle English, oh. Godspeed, which means may ca- God cause you to succeed. And I could be wrong, but, well, I know why it's associated so strongly with space travel. Um, Scott Carpenter used it when John Glenn took off. I Godspeed, remember. John Glenn. I think I knew that. Yeah, and and so I think that was sort of... The reason why it's so associated with space flight. Yeah. Well, and it would make sense that that's why it's it becomes an accessible word for Hammond. Like, yeah. that's the word that he pulls. It's the to, space word. Yeah. It's the good luck in space word. He's um, not like, may God bless you on your journey. Yeah. Or, you well, know, it's, or, I mean, it's, I think it's second only to one small step in terms of famous space yeah, words. Yeah. You know? That's that's because even I knew that one. and I don't know shit about it. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, Carpenter, Carpenter was a second human or second human, second American <laughs> in space. Second human. Well, I was going to say second human, human in yeah. space, but he was a second. No. Got it. Yeah. Because no, John Glenn was a second human in space. Carpenter was a second American in space. Boom. Anyways, he had a great quote about it because he said it was kind of spur in the moment. And he said, the reason he said, he said, in those days, speed was magic because mm. that's all that was required. And nobody had gone that fast. Yeah. So if you can get to that speed, you're home free. And well, it they just had a, the need. Yeah. And the it need just. need for speed. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and he goes, it just occurred to me at the time that I hope you get your speed because once that <laughs> happens, the flight's a success. Because you have a need. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. If you guys, if you haven't watched the right stuff, please do. <laughs> that might be one that we could I easily actually, talk over. I don't know that I've watched <gasps> the right stuff. We may have to do a Nixie and Grace talk over the right stuff because, man, it is such a fun Welcome movie. Welcome to the What Are We Doing on Patreon podcast, <laughs> <laughs> where we decide all the things we're going to do on Patreon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, so, uh, back to the show. He's like, right, let's do this. Sam engages the hyperspace window, and once she dumped, all the alarms go off. Uh, the ship's like, um, excuse me. No. Nope. Don't touch me there. No. Nope. <laughs> That's... Don't, That's, don't do that. No. That's, I'm not ready for I that. I am calling the safe word. Nobody told me that that was going to happen. Look, I'm fine flying you out to fucking nowhere. Yeah. You put cup holders for no fucking reason. I don't want to go into hyperspace. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a safe thing to yeah. do. Yeah. I drew the line. I said no phasers. So the 302 <laughs> veers away yeah. and it misses the window. Yeah. It, nobody knows. Like a stormy seeing a dog uh-huh. on the other side of the street. It's like, what's over there? <laughs> so, um... They 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 basically at that point they Earth calls the Abydos one to come back for an investigation. Yeah, mission failure. It's scrubbed. Like Jack hates hearing that. That's yeah. that's, that's horrible. Shitty. So once they get back, um, the gate at this point has been on for fifty eight hours. Fuck. And so far, all Sam knows is that was a six hundred five dash three error, which Jack does helpfully point out is one after the six hundred five dash two error. <laughs> 
fuck you. That's what I would have been really, my response to yeah, him. I really wanted Hammond to just go, fuck you. In that moment, I would have just been like, fuck you. <laughs> just with all my heart. <laughs> um, I do like Sam's just kind of sulking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, mm, I don't feel good about any of this. No. Dumb. So the hyperspace window was unstable. So yeah. it auto-aborted. Yeah. And it's a safety feature it has, because all these safety features are built into it. And all of these horrible things could have happened if they tried to go through that window. They could have torn apart. They could have ended up in an unknown part of the galaxy with no more fuel or oxygen. But in that moment, all they know is that a problem exists, and yep. they don't know what it is, Bad and they things. don't know how to fix it. Bad things don't die. We don't know how to fix it. So yeah. bottom line is, uh, they be on their own. Yeah. They're a little bit fucked right now. Um, and then is this the part where Jack decides to eat? Because yes. he's a stress eater? Yes, he's a stress I've eater. I've decided he's a stress eater. Because uh-huh. he's like, well, time to eat food and yep. feel better about life. He goes and visits Sam in her lab later. And Jack comes in wondering why Sam isn't down with the rest of the eggheads. Yeah. Not that she's an egghead. I mean, you are... But you're in a good way. But you're way. like, I mean, I meant that in like a good way. Yeah. But except, um, what? A good ha- an egghead, I think Hammond's calling me. Egghead for you is good, but egghead for the others is bad. Yeah. And I mean, you're uh, you're smart. Smoke bomb. Gotta go. <laughs> and she does, and he continues with the foot. He just decides to cram that foot I feel like that's mouth. the point where you just supposed to go... I love you. Please don't leave me. <laughs> he decides to cram his foot further in his mouth yeah. by going that she does have a penchant for pulling brilliant ideas out of her butt. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. head, head, yeah. you pull, I smoke bomb. I've never looked at your butt. I mean, <laughs> shit. What? You have a nice butt. No, that's not what I meant either. Um, the butt so, of your pants is yeah. very well tailored. I mean, um, <laughs> Shit, is there some handbook about this that I should be knowing about? <laughs> I yeah. should leave and then come back yeah. in. Yeah, can we, can we just pretend this never happened? It just never happened. <laughs> Gotta go, bye. <laughs> um, but she's like, I'm gonna go fishing forever. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> I'm never gonna catch any fish. Yeah. Um, but this time, she's like, I, I just couldn't think down there because everyone kept trying to look to her for the answer. Yeah. And she doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Um, and Jack's like, I'm sensing fear in your voice. She's like, yeah, you are. Fear leads to anger, (laughs) Sam. And, uh, she's like, I don't think I could find answer to this in a couple years, let alone in two days. Yeah. And Jack's like, but that's making me nervous and I don't like to be nervous. So stop being nervous because I'm not nervous. And Sam points out the other point is that, like, look, you... She's very pointy today. She does have many points. <laughs> but she's like, you know, you have a way of seeing things, like, at their simplest. Yeah. <laughs> Which, in this case, I think is a With great your compliment. butt. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I looked at your butt. I mean, your pants also I'm have great sure tailoring. I'm never letting that go. I think both of our pants go to the same tailor. I think your butt is... Also a good butt. <laughs> Thank God I'm not single. Can you yeah. imagine me trying to pick up on <laughs> Do you know who else has a good butt? Kaylee Thor. Aww, Kaylee Thor has a corgi butt. Corgi butts are good butts, man. All right. For it. Alrighty. It's my favorite butts. <laughs> okay. Um, where are we? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. They're going to go eat cake. Yes. Um, and Sam's going to join him eating cake. But as they go to leave cake, the alarms start going off and the lights go off. Shit. So does that mean no cake? That means no <laughs> like, cake. Fuck. Yeah. There's a... Uh, and then there's a floating holographic Anubis in front of the gate. Yeah, that's fun time. See, he... he <laughs> fun. He, he picks up a couple of spells that uh, I recently... So, uh, because again, I'm going to turn this into D&D talk. Uh-huh. Uh, he picks up a couple of spells that um, one of my characters recently picked up, where yeah. she grabs Thaumaturgy and Silent Image, yeah. which Thaumaturgy lets you project your voice uh-huh. into a big booming voice, yes. and then a Silent Image just creates a hologram. So basically, you have these... Yeah. 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 That's, that's so pretty cool. I got it. I'm awesome. forward. I know what you're doing, Anubis. I ain't scared of you. So, um, he's saying that the end of days is approaching. There will be no mercy. Sam's <laughs> like, uh, that'd be Edgar's technology. He must have downloaded that from Thor's yeah. brain. And he continues <laughs> saying that you must bow to his awesome power, and there's nothing they can do to stop the destruction he brings and prepare to meet your doom. So- I would just start throwing things through him. Yeah. <laughs> 
just to piss him off yeah. a little. And uh, and Je- as he start playing catch through his hologram. <laughs> cute Anubis, cute. Step to the right. Thank you. And then as as yeah you- yeah no I get it destruction to the end uh huh uh-huh. but can you move over because we're playing wiffle ball in here because uh, Hammond said we. Ca- well, yeah. he said we shouldn't, but it seemed We're like the right to thing anyway. to do. Yeah. And then as he disappears, Jax is like, oh, please. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. To be continued. Holy moly. So much is going on. Uh-huh. Uh, Teok's still on Chula. Uh-huh. Um, Jonas, got to get him on the team. Yep. Uh, only if he wears the right outfit. Yes. That's really what it is. They're like, yeah, they haven't <gasps> let him on. Oh, drinks are coming. Bartender Nick made drinks. Yeah. Awesome. Living up to his name finally. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. We're going to call this the Jonas. This, ooh, For this no does taste like the Jonas. It's very sunny. Well, it's very light and bright and sunny, Centuri. Mm-hmm. Very tasty. What well, that's it? good. Peppermint vodka, cinnamon rum, and... Honey liqueur. Yes. Works. Light and sweet yeah. and, and it's a martini, cheerful. Though, so. Oh, yeah. dig uh, it. I put some vermouth in the glass. So. I'm okay with that. Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I just want to see what's next for Jonas. I will tell you guys, I really enjoyed this episode. I usually do two watches mm-hmm. uh, one with Nixie and one for note taking. And as crazy as this week was for me, I put in overtime. I had a full schedule with school. School just started, tons of homework, uh-huh. including statistics. I've managed to watch this episode at least three <laughs> times, maybe more, but I'm not willing to admit it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm really digging Jonas. That's he awesome. brings something new to. To the show, I think that coming over to sci-fi, just a change in the lighting makes yeah, a big fucking difference. It does. Because um, I know all our writing staff, everyone's the same. There just is a different feeling on the show. Yeah. Agreed. Um, you know, not that I'm not bummed that Daniel's gone and I'm not one to just forget Daniel. Yeah. But I really like where this is going. I think I'm getting to a place where I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yay. Huzzah. <laughs> uh, so next is part two of this guy. Next is part two of this guy. Done. Yes. Um, and, and yeah, and we're going to record a little, uh, finalizing our top 10, our oh. new, our new top 10 for the series over on Patreon. And next week we'll, we'll tell you the top 10 list here on the podcast. Done. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we'll get that going right after this for now. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Tara podcast. You can find us on Facebook at there's no place like Tara. You can send us an email at there's no place like Tara at gmail.com. You can find us at patreon.com slash there's no Tara. Yeah. Yep. You guys know where. Yeah. I just blinked. <laughs> That's okay. I blame the new it's, drink. It's on the link. It's on the link. Uh, we love you guys. We'll see you next week. With Bye. Part two. Bye. Bye.